Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, uh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've been to suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour. Yeah, hello. Oh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It's episode 435 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always... Big underscore Bane, what's going on, man? Do not a whole lot. It's a Thursday as we record this. Yep. Nice and cool today. A brisk 50 degrees. I'm sure you enjoy that. Brisk 50? <laughs> Where the hell are you at, pal? <laughs> are we on Skype? <laughs> so I get random messages from time to time. Steve Hoker actually messaged me this. He goes, hey, by the way, I just want you to know I'm on Team Bane. I hate the hot. <laughs> Shout out to Steve Hoker. And I'm like, well, I don't like it either, but it's... I will never not enjoy giving you crap about the heat because yeah. it's my favorite thing ever because you hate it so much. Me and the wife decided when both the kids are out of the house, we're moving to Vermont. Really? like a like The a, hottest it gets there on average is like mid-80s. Oh, wow. Vermont, yeah. huh? Vermont. Yeah. And uh, the winters are a bitch. That, see, that wouldn't but, be worth it, though. Uh, to me, it would be. You think? Uh, yeah, oh, hell yeah. Lows in the twenties. I'm down with that because the the thing is, is like we're as a state, we're not equipped to handle weather like that. No, because we don't, we don't get it very often. But when we do, it's a fucking disaster because we're just not equipped. Same with Texas. Like we're not equipped to handle that. Those harsh winters, Vermont and places up North, they're, they can handle it like because they're equipped for it. They wouldn't be equipped for a tornado or something like that, but you know what I they mean? They don't all, probably also don't get those very often. Yeah, they don't get them very often. So that that to me and we looked up like the wildlife there and stuff like that because we wanted to know like what we're what we're getting into, you know what I mean? Like and so find out they got moose, which I think are great. I think that's awesome. They're giant. Uh they they got <laughs> I'm moving for the moose. Yeah, they got they got uh How come they're not meese? I, I don't know. As a plural. I don't know. I, or, or mooses. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but they also got black bears. Uh, they got... They Is that got, the kind of bear that's best? Uh, you know, they're, they're more manageable, I feel like, than a brown bear. Brown bears are giant. Black, yeah. black bears are about your and I height, mine, mine and your height. Yeah, I was throwing an office line at you. I don't know if you got it. I did. I okay. did. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Uh, then they also, man, they got a... 
They got little chipmunks too. We don't get chipmunks in Oklahoma. I we want, have plenty of squirrels. Yeah, we got squirrels are stupid. Chipmunks are cool. You know what I mean? I, I just want a bunch of chipmunks running around. Like aren't Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Are they chipmunks or? Yep, they're they're chipmunks. Yeah, they also yeah. solve solve crimes. Yeah, and that's exactly what my my little chipmunk buddies would do up in Vermont. I feel like you're losing it, man. Like I feel like you're like on the verge of just going nuts. I hate the heat. <laughs> I hate it with a passion. The older I get, the more I hate it. I would think though, and again, I don't know, but I would think. Have you thought about like Toronto? Oh yeah. Well, Vermont's like right up to the border of Canada. Because I've heard their summers are pretty nice as yeah. far as like, but I mean their winters are just brutal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how close it is to Toronto, but I know it's like the bordering state of Canada. Well, the thing is with with that, like the winter, I feel like it would be so much worse than the summer. Yeah, but again, like the winter is a pain in the ass. So the summer it sucks. Don't get me wrong; like the heat sucks. But other the, than the other than the snow and ice, though, like to me, it's not a pain in the ass. But that you're going to deal with that so much more because it's never going to melt because it's so cold. I bet I bet they have better roads that are more equipped for that. You think that, but do you know that for sure? I don't, but... Shout out to anyone in Vermont. Let us know what it's Do we it's have like. anybody listening in Vermont? We're about to find out. If you listen to this and you're in Vermont, let us know. Let us know how it is and let me know a good place to live because I'm looking. I'm getting out of this hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> Big underscore Baines moving to Vermont. I am done with okay. Why Vermont though? Like if you want to go northeastern, like you could go any other state. I'm just curious why Vermont. Uh, so we we found we found out that that is like, um, I don't even really want to say it on here. I feel like I'm letting out a secret, but like it's like low crime rates. It's low um, cost of living there. Um, there's there was a lot of different factors that that felt like Vermont was like the perfect place. Cause we originally thought like Maine and stuff like that. I thought I would have, that's what um, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. We, cause we were what just, about Montana. You're away from everybody. Montana wouldn't be bad. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I actually thought when I was younger, I thought uh, you might've known him too. We used to call him woozy oh, yeah. back in the day. Um, he had lived in Alaska before. And he I did. remember he used to say that he had, he told me in, and of course, we were kids back then, so who knows if it was true, but that they actually like gave you like a, a payment for living there. And so, like, you know what I mean? Like, instead of like the opposite of a property tax almost. Well, I, didn't, I didn't know that, but that kind of makes sense. Cause I remember thinking, oh, you lived in Alaska. Is it cold? He goes, well, in the winter, summer, yeah. it's fine. He t- and he told me that. I don't, again, we were kids, so I don't know if that was true or not. But like, great dude, wasn't he? Dude, he died in a motorcycle wreck, I believe. Yeah. A few years that, after high school, but great guy. That guy was super cool. He was a guy, cause you know, a lot some of these people might not know like i've always been a chunky boy but like i was a real chunky boy in school like 300 plus and he was a guy that every time we had talked he was always trying to get me to get more active and things like that Mm -hmm. and trying to get me involved in sports and stuff like that like he was a guy genuinely concerned for my health and like at that time that was pretty rare sure because most people didn't they would just make fun of you you know what i mean right uh, but he was always such a genuinely good dude like i'd never heard a bad word about him from anybody yeah, I and it's it's a shame because I remember there was a guy we went to school with that was kind of a dick that picked a fight with him, and Woozy was a pretty stout guy, especially very muscular, about your height. But I mean, especially for that period of like yes. eighth, ninth grade, it's yes. like he, he had some muscle on him, which is uh, which is rare for that mm-hmm. age group. And uh, to not get in trouble, he just never fought the kid back. Yep. And like took like I think I know which fight you're talking yeah. about. He took like three forearm shots to the back. And like, 
didn't fight him back. Never did a thing. So he wouldn't get in trouble. And then they both they both got suspended. That mm. I remember that really pissed me off. And I yeah. understand like the school has to do something, but it's like what? But he's not. He didn't do anything. You know what right. I mean? Like he shouldn't have gotten in trouble. And I remember afterwards because I should have knocked him out. Like, yeah. yes, you yeah. should have. You know. And like, he he could have. I mean, that dude. No doubt he could have. That dude. Uh, he was not a guy I would have picked a fight with. That's what kind of shocked me about the situation. N- no, we found out. Uh, did you go to his funeral? I did not. I, I was, saw. I wasn't able to. I went to his funeral, and one of the things um, I don't know if it was his uh guy who was above him in the military but like he told this story and basically kind of like saying everything that he had done and i guess he was like over like two squads mm-hmm. which was like not a normal thing in the military like he was the sergeant for like two squads or something like that i don't know the correct terminology but he was a badass like and that doesn't shock me though right like dude was a legit badass and it's like he was legitimately like a rare dude yeah great yeah. guy yeah, it's it was because he was probably what nineteen mm-hmm. when he died. He was twenty. He was really young, and the, and it, we called him Woozy not for any kind of funny reason. Like his his last name was Woozencraft. Yeah, that and was so the nickname that he kind of had always had. We just shortened it to Woozy. It wasn't like he was an alcoholic or nothing like that. No, it no. was just it was just a fun play on his last name. But yeah, super great, good, super great guy. I don't know why we got on that tangent, but I don't either. But it, that was that was really cool. It's cool to talk about him because he was a good dude. Yeah, he was a very very good dude. But. um we got some wrestling talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Oh, shit. I guess I better. Bear, bear hit that button there, fella. There it is. Damn. Breaker and Bay, take a little break. Cracking them. Buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. I would like to apologize to Stone Cold for having him on mute at the beginning of his conversation. Yeah, and, and Stone Cold, if you want to whip anyone's ass, his name is at Big underscore Bane. That's his Twitter handle. I will fight Stone Cold. Soon to be relocating to Vermont. Give me that Stone Cold money. <laughs> I'll fight you. I'll fight him. <laughs> well, we got quite a bit of wrestling talk here. Uh, let's start with this. MJF made a lot of headlines. We talked about it last week. You know, of course, the, the rumor was he no-showed a fan fest for yep. Double or Nothing. Yep. There's rumors that he's not even going to be at Double or Nothing, that big match with Wardlow. He does end up showing up, mm-hmm. does the match. Um, basically, it's a glorified squash match, which is probably what it needed to be yep. for the story. It takes like 10 power bombs, which is just brutal. Yeah, I can only I, I can imagine one is horrible. Yeah. A, a friend of mine, Mick Drake, I had him on You Know It's Fake right a few weeks ago, and he talked about taking a power bomb. It's the slow fade back in, and I'm like, dude, that is the best because it almost feels like you're knocked out for a second. Yeah. Because it's such a hard bump. So taking 10 of them, that's not a good idea. But yeah. that might have been his call. I don't know. But anyway, he gets stretchered out. Ward Lowe's now officially, quote unquote, signed with AEW. And the rumor was MJF showed up right before his match mm-hmm. and left right after. And uh, I don't know. People were kind of thinking like that he was like legitimately just done. And I guess the rumor was him and Tony Khan were supposed to have a set down yep. in Las Vegas before the... Uh, the shows they did in L.A. And so people weren't sure if he was going to be at Dynamite or not. He obviously was there. and He cut probably the most epic promo of his career. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty well equivalent to uh, the CM Punk pipe bomb from yes. 2011. That's what a lot of people are comparing it to. Um, I think much like that, they took real-life elements and they put them on TV. Yep. Which, you know, anytime you can blur the line successfully, I think that's a that's a smart move. Yep. 
What do you think about all this, man? I love it. Um, I think one mistake they made was that CM Punk came out after the commercial break. Mm. Um, I think had that been part of it, you know, and CM Punk came out like at right before the commercial break and that way we could see that interaction. I think that would have been best, but it's, it's one of those things I, you know, and, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I really do think they are reliving that pipe bomb moment because that is the moment CM Punk got propelled to main event status. Right. I mean, and, and I think that's what they're doing with MJF. Like, cause you can't, you can't just not have him on TV now. You know what I mean? Like if you decide like, Hey, you're not going to show up on dynamite again. Like you're, you're screwing yourself out of money, you know, if you do that. And so I I think they really are pushing him to the moon now. And I, I think it's going to culminate with him versus punk. Well, him, he's been a huge bright spot for AEW. Yes. And I and I feel like it's it's weird because when he made the comment like, would you pay me more if I was the next WWE guy? Yeah. It was kind of like, dang, that one kind of hits close to home, doesn't yeah. it? Because that's kind of been Tony Khan's MO. And I mean, here's the thing. I think there was a lot of truth in what he was saying. I think there was a ton of truth in what he said. And it's one of those weird things where if you look at it from Tony Khan's perspective and Aleister Black becomes available, how do you not sign him? Of course. Right? I mean... Same with a lot of the other guys he signed, Buddy Matthews and, um, geez, I mean, there's so many more. Jeff Hardy, like, all of these guys. But then you hear, like, oh, Christian's making more than MJF. Mark yeah. Henry's making more than MJF. And Christian's a glorified manager. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And I think that's probably on purpose. I think he kind of knew, like, sure, I don't have that much time left. This is kind of like a, you know, we'll see what happens, but... Let me, I'll be there, but like, let me wrestle kind of a limited schedule. Yeah. I'm sure Sting's making more, which I don't know if that's a complaint. I mean, he's Sting, but. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it should be a complaint that somebody like Sting is making more than you, but I, I would be really pissed if Alistair Black was making more than me. When you're, when you're featured on every pay-per-view and he's been on mostly the pre-show. Yeah. And I mean, and that's not a knock on him because I think he's one of the most talented guys they have. Absolutely. He is. But he's on a third string stable right now. Yep. Like that's just, if you want to call it what it is, that's what in it the was. house of black stable is fantastic. It's it's amazing. I love that stable, but they're not pushing it. No. And so it's one of those things. He's got a legitimate gripe. The yes. fact that he's on main event level feuds, but making less than main event level money. Yes. So we kind of talked about this last week. You know, I've always heard Vince was real good about when he kind of saw someone up and coming. Cause I'm sure in 96, when he was the ringmaster, Steve Austin wasn't making big, big match money. Mm-mm. But I guarantee you, as his star started to rise, he started to. I, oh, I, I would guarantee Vince probably had the dollar signs in his eyes that next week or that next Monday after the 316 promo mm-hmm. and realized, like, oh shit, this guy's going to make me a ton of money. This guy, well, yeah, he's on the rise. Yeah. Clearly, there's something here. Yeah. And then, especially that Bret Hart feud. Oh, yeah. When that started, he yep. became, you know, top level name it's like you got to pay him top level money absolutely you do and i never heard austin complain about a payday so clearly he was taken care of in that regard so why i don't i wonder why is it just an experience on tony's part that that he let this go to this point yes you think so yeah i mean i i've i've always thought an mjf kind of brought it to light like he's a fan Mm -hmm. like he's should like he shouldn't be i mean not that he's not a good businessman, but he he needs to have people there helping him along the way because he is greener than grass, like in the wrestling business. And so, uh, yeah, I think there's just a big oversight on his part. 
Well, it's kind of like I remember when Hogan went to TNA. It's like, I'm here to help. I want to make this place great. It's like, yeah, but you're not doing it for free, are you? Right. <laughs> you know, like. Right. And what positive came out of the Hogan era of TNA? Yeah. Did anything come out of it, really? No. I mean, it just it was kind of was what it was, yeah. right? It was just like, oh, great. It's, you know, Hulk Hogan wrestling, basically. Right. So with this, I feel like they struck lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. With MJF and, and him being this homegrown talent that I think when they talk about that four pillars thing, I think the idea was for up and coming stars that could be big in the future. Yes. MJF, in my opinion, really did outgrow that. And he there's no reason why he wouldn't be in the mix with a Moxley or Jericho or right. you know anyone else because he's he's not at that point anymore. He's well above that. Yeah. But I don't think internally he was looked at that way. And so. I think he's basically now proven, like, no, I am a top-level player, and I should be paid like a top-level player. Yeah, I would bet what they did, and I, and again, I think this is a bit of a work shoot. I bet what they did is they renegotiated a new deal for a lot more money to keep him happy, but keeping him there for longer. That would be my yes. thought. Well, and they're they're yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think they're using the real life uh, to have create a new story, and I, I I think it's great. I mean, I do. I, it's one of those things. It's really cool because at the moment, like we think we know, but we don't know for sure. Like 40 minutes ago, I saw somebody tweet out that they pulled his shop page down. So it's like, maybe there is some reality to it. You know what I mean? Like who, who the hell knows, but that's kind of like what I enjoy about it. You know what I mean? Is the fact that like, we think we know, but like, I don't know. We don't really know. Well, it does feel like kind of like, I remember triple H saying like when they were on the DX, like, um, like that Jeep thing going to nitro. Mm-hmm. He's like, they should have let us drive right in. Yeah. I mean, and you think about it, like, what if they, what if that happened? Yeah. Like, what a moment. Yeah. If they showed up on Nitro, if they're there. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Because as it's one of those things, like, when I I think about, like, that moment and then, like, Bischoff versus McMahon, like, like, Bischoff invited Vince to come on his company. Like, Mm -hmm. if you get Vince McMahon to show up on your, on your show, like, that's huge business for you. And really huge business for him. Well, he even said, he goes, they were like, he might show up. And he was like, good. I hope he does. Yeah. Well, he's going to kick your ass. Good. I hope he does. Yeah. And then, but then like, he doesn't, and now he looks like a pussy. Right. But then like the DX thing, like that again, like that would have just put all those WCW stars on WWF television. Mm -hmm. Like that would have been huge for WCW to be on WWF because then people would have flipped over Nitro to see their view of it. Mm -hmm. You know, if they would have shown it, you know what I mean? Like I think crossovers like that uh, intended or unintended are like, um, incredible. Yeah. I didn't realize the gravity of that when I was younger. I didn't either. I, I didn't even think it was real. Sure. I thought they were just at some random arena pretending that they were at the WCW arena. Right. And well, then like later on, like they're wrestling in their camo gear. I'm like, well, how are they doing that? I didn't realize they were so close together. Right. You know, like that. They just happened to be in the same area at the same time. So, but I think it's, we have in that mindset and we all do this where it's like, oh, it's quote unquote, it's wrestling. It's yeah. not real. So you see something like that, you're like, oh, it's a work. But it may not be. Like right. there, there's elements of that that are probably very real. Yeah. You know? I mean, he might have been like, hey, you're gonna have to cut my mic at a certain point. I mean, they did the same thing to punk. Yeah. They cut his mic. So I think there's a lot of room to grow with this. Mm-hmm. And um again, I think an excitement for wrestling is a very much what we all need right now. And it hasn't been there in a while. I will say this if this is not a work at all. And Tony Khan just let him go out there and enjoy himself. That was the biggest mistake of Tony's life. <laughs> Think so? Yeah. I mean, that's like so unorganized chaos. That's a terrible move. 
you got freaking uh, business execs there for like a merger or whatever. I mean, oof. I don't. That's a bad business. I, I think Tony probably has some faults, but I don't think he's that stupid. That's what I'm saying. Like, it almost I, has to be a work, but it's got to look, it's, but it's got to look like a shoot. Him yelling at the guy, counting him down. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Because people oh, watching yeah. on TV, they don't ever see that. Right. But if you're ever at a live TV taping, you see the guy doing the countdowns. Right. So when we were at SmackDown back in August, we saw guy counting down Pat McAfee while he's dancing on the table. Yeah. You know, like that's what they do. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where like the fact that they did that and the fact that they, you know, let him use, you know, very colorful language on, yeah. and I, it was kind of bleeped, I think on television, but mm-hmm. it seemed real. And, yeah. and the fact that he's not looking at the hard cam, he's looking right at a handheld cam. Yeah. Like that's, that was brilliant to me. Yep. You know, there was a lot to that. I thought that was very, very good. Yeah, so it was really well done. Hopefully they, they keep up that momentum. Yeah, I hope so. Um, speaking of Tony Khan, he did a media scrum after double or nothing. And, um, basically kind of jumped on all, all over all Eric Bischoff. Yeah. So did you hear Bischoff's comments before this? I think so. Refresh my memory as to which one it was. Basically, he said CM Punk's the biggest financial flop in professional wrestling. Oh, yes. yes, I did see And um, a lot of people were comparing Punk's jump to like Hall and Nash and kind of how that kind of started. Because, I mean, there's there was jumps before that, but that was like the first big, big jump yeah. besides Hogan, I guess. Yeah. And that kind of led to like you know Piper and all sure. the other guys showing up, and so Tony Khan's like that's bullshit. Like he really broke it down how Eric Bischoff doesn't know what he's talking about, and I don't think Eric Bischoff's a stupid guy because I've listened to his podcast yeah. and him. There's been all these like ongoing stories over the years about things that happened in WCW. Like why did you do Road Wild? You never even made ticket sales, and he broke down. He's like, okay, well, that's true, but we also made all this advertising money for advertising some type, I don't know, some, I don't know what it was, like Castrol GTS or something. Like some of that bullshit they do was he advertised on wrestling. Right. He's like, and it more than made up for the ticket sales. So it's like he wasn't stupid. Like he knew, yeah, this is different and it's a different type of vibe and we're not selling tickets, but we're making money elsewhere. Right. So to me, he's always come across as like he knows what he's talking about to some degree. On this, Tony Khan basically pointed out all these situations where he's like, no, you're wrong. Punk has, we've done a bigger buy rate on every pay-per-view that he's been on. The Rampage he debuted on was the biggest ratings of that show ever. Mm-hmm. And just kind of went through all the gambit of like everything he's done positively for the company. Like you're, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about the, the, the executives being a dynamite. Yeah. I've heard that's a big reason why Punk was won the title. Oh yeah. It was because they wanted him as the champion mm-hmm. to show like, no, we're, we're worth putting money behind type right. of thing. So I don't know. I it was it was interesting to see Tony kind of go off on him because he's normally not like that. But I thought it was it made sense of what he was talking about. Because I mean, I think it's easy for someone like Eric Bischoff to just have a podcast and kind of like we're doing, right? right. Throw out a, a baseless opinion that we know nothing about. Yeah, I will say this: talking about uh, throwing out a baseless opinion you you don't know nothing about. Tony's never going to say he's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, sure, he's always going to defend his company. He's always going to defend his stance. Uh, whether or not he is wrong or not, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I trust his opinion more than Eric Bischoff in this particular instance because Tony's there, Eric's not. Well, don't you think looking at ratings as a, as a lost cause at this point? It is. I've been saying it is an archaic system. I've been saying that ever since the, the Wednesday night wars were yeah. going on because it's not, ratings don't fucking matter anymore. Right. Most people are watching. 
I guarantee you, everybody listening to this podcast has watched the MJF promo. Yes. Who watched it live on Dynamite? Yeah. I mean, I did, but I watched through the TBS app. Yeah. Does that even matter? You know what I mean? Like, does that count? Probably not. I, I mean, it has to in some some way. But like uh, their Nielsen rating system, like, I mean, how what do they calculate? I right. think they just calculate cable boxes and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. We're well past that point. Yeah. And so it's like. It's an archaic system because you could probably watch it on YouTube somewhere. You could probably watch Twitter. it Twitter, Instagram. Like, yeah, I mean TikTok. Yeah, I saw it on TikTok. I've seen it on TikTok like twenty times at least. Already. Oh yeah. And so it's like, <clears throat> it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean that doesn't matter. Like if you're going to calculate views, like you need to be going to all these social media sites and calculate it that way. Sure. But yeah, the the rating system that we have now is just dumb. That's why when the whole Wednesday Night War thing was going on and that dipshit every Wednesday was tweeting out how AEW was kicking NXT's ass, and it's like, yeah, because you can watch NXT the next day on Peacock. Right. You can't do that with AEW. Well, to me, it was no different than in the summertime. Like, we're now the greatest time of the year. Get the, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, Riker. It's my house, damn it. <laughs> uh, no, but like, if you remember, Raw would be on. So Nitro was on, at least in our time zone, 7 to 9. Yeah. yeah. Nitro was on, eight, or Raw was on 8 to 10. Well, I would watch the first hour of Nitro, and then I'd watch all of Raw, but then Nitro came back on as a replay Yeah, at like 11. Yeah. So in the summertime, you could stay up and like rewatch it if you missed it. Sure. That was great. So yeah. that made, to me, Raw more of a priority. Yeah. Because it didn't replay, much like what you were saying. Yeah. AEW is the priority. Because you have to watch it live unless you, of course, you got cable and you can just DVR it. But like, I mean, realistically, like NXT, when <laughs> it was the weirdest thing, because once NXT showed up or AEW showed up, it's like NXT quit giving a shit. Mm -hmm. It was really weird how that happened. Like, it wasn't as interesting anymore. It really, it really was. And now it's like, I saw a thing for the In Your House event. It feels like a kid's show now. That's like Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy or something. Like, who the hell is that guy? I've never even heard of him. Oh, God. Is that what they're doing? I, th I think that's what I saw. I know that Joe Gacy guy, and, like, he makes me want to not watch it. It was one of those things where I'm like, at a certain point, WWE is going to get there where they're going to start putting out figures of people I've never even heard of. Yeah. And it's kind of getting to that point. Like, I saw, like, a Santos Escobar or something. Now that guy's badass. I don't but I mean, I'd never have seen him. Yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. He, he's been around. He was in, um, he was in Lucha Underground too. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure he's a talented guy. He's fantastic. But it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You he's know. got, he's got a whole stable, I think two like two guys with him, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a badass. He was cruiserweight champion for a while. He's, right. been, he's been there for a hot minute, but it's just weird. Like I never have heard of him. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've probably heard of him, but I haven't ever seen him. I so. think he showed up right around the time AEW started sounds about right and so like i think you and i both kind of just fell off watching nxt pretty much yeah i yeah. feel like i was kind of there a little bit before that where i kind of stopped caring yeah. a little bit but there for a while those you know the takeovers were destination television for everybody absolutely yeah it just is not that way anymore so i don't know man it's 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 weird how the industry is but as far as the tony con eric bischoff thing i i find it just interesting that and i feel like eric's taking the jim Cornette route of like just wants the numbers, but it, it's working. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, are people actually listening to the show because of that? I don't know, but it's certainly all over TikTok. I've seen it on TikTok. Yeah. I've seen it on Instagram of him saying, we need to start doing that shit, man. We got to pump these numbers up. Pump right? these numbers up. Yeah. Cause people care about <laughs> stupid opinions. Apparently <laughs> you gotta start throwing random shit out there. Random shit. 
Vermont sucks. Wow. <laughs> and we just lost three people. I wonder if they have Wi-Fi out there. Uh, I better I better hope to God they do. <laughs> or else I'll be est in the B. Est in the B. Uh, speaking of Tony Khan, rumor has it that the ROH uh, reboot, I, I guess you want to call it that, is up or going to be up and running. And they plan to run a, their first, I guess, official pay-per-view under his banner. Because they did that super card of honor, but that's he ran it, but it wasn't totally him yet. It wasn't totally in charge of the company. But sure, they plan to run one in July, Death Before Dishonor, which is one of their mainstream pay per views. Um, I like that name, by the way. I do too. I think it's a cool name, and that's it's kind of their summertime event. They plan to run it. It's going to be completely Tony Khan's deal. So I'm curious what we're going to see here. Like, are we going to see some ROH talent from the past? Are we going to see AEW guys show up? Like, what what do you think this is going to be? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would assume all the Ring of Honor championships will be defended. Yeah. Um, so that means we'll see FTR. We'll see Samoa Joe. We'll see the women's champion. I don't, is, is it Mercedes it, Martinez? Is that who it is? I, I, I thought she had it. I or could is be it, wrong. Does Deanna Peraza? Maybe. I thought she lost it to Mercedes Martinez. I, I guess she be, did. I could be wrong. I don't remember. But anyway, I'm sure we'll just see all the titles. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know as far as other things because i feel like hitting a reset like that you kind of have to start building stories again yeah and so it's probably going to be a pretty cold show i think we're going to see a lot of because i know brian cage kind of re-debuted at that event and i I guess that was a tony khan plan like good have brian cage be like a big deal in roh and i'm like kind of makes sense why he was signing so many talents too And I think that that would be a good thing to kind of assign certain talents it, well, it, strictly to Ring of Honor. It needs to be your developmental. Yeah. It really does. I mean, it needs to be where you, that's where the fresh faces come in. Yes. And they can they can prove their worth there, and then you can prop them up to AEW. Because right now, right, let's, let's be honest, right now, you know, CM Punk, I bet he's only got about five more good years. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. So you're going to need somebody to fill that slot. You know what I mean? Like Sting ain't going to be there forever. Um, Sting's already on borrow time. Right. And so it's one of those things like you got some older guys who are still working that probably don't need to be anymore. Well, also Danielson. Right. You know, he's yeah. he's probably pushing 40. Which is weird because that's still young, but like the way Danielson wrestles. But he, I mean, keep in mind, he's already retired once from injury. So right. he, I think he's also on borrow time. I'd say Mox, too. I mean, I bet he's probably only got about 10 left at the most. Which is a long time. It It, it is, but like... But he also wrestles a, he wrestles a pretty aggressive style. Right. And he bleeds a lot, so you never know. Um I think this would be good for like the the varsity blondes, guys like that. Yes. Who, who aren't seen as much, the acclaimed. Yes. Uh, I know one of them is I hurt. feel like the acclaimed though could be tag team champs right now. Well Bowens is hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had ACL surgery maybe because he's been in the wheelchair and But like the underdeveloped guys. The ass boys. Yes. I actually am a big fan of them too. I, yeah, which they hate that name, which I, I, think, I love. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, um, which I'm sure they don't really hate it, but like. Oh, it's money. Yeah, the gimmick is they hate it. And I, I think that's hilarious. I think, didn't Danhausen come up with that? Yes. Billy Ass and the yeah. Ass Boys? Yeah, <laughs> which fantastic. And and I think Billy Gunn just loves it to death. He was wearing the Ass Boys shirt out there. Oh, yeah. But, Speak, speaking of Danhausen, he's really grown on me a lot. I love that guy. It's just because it's, so, it's just Housen. so ridiculous, you yeah. know. Uh, my nephew saw him for the first time because he came over to watch the pay-per-view. He loves Danhausen. Yep. And I mean, it's it's hard. It would be hard to not like that guy. Yeah. It, it really would. I think that's one of those things. He's he's turned a character that, by all means, should be a creepy guy, and he's turned him into this endearing, lovable buffoon. 
and I love it. Yeah, and that's exactly how you would describe it. Yeah, because it's not taken too seriously, right? But to to him, he's bought all in. Yes, and it's perfect. Yeah, like the curses and stuff. It's yeah. just, and he does he does the mannerisms so well too, and I yeah. think that's what really sells it for me. And then like the the goofy ring attire, like the cape and stuff, and mm-hmm. even when he walks out, he's kind of like he just he acts like he's like almost like a like. Super uncomfortable in front of people. Well, and he almost looks fragile. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like his his body language, the way he's kind of hunched over, and yeah, it just it's perfect. Yeah, I think it. I think it's it's awesome. So yeah, he was he was super stoked for for Danhausen. He thought that was so funny, and then he found out he has a figure coming out, and he was super stoked to get that. But I mean, also like guys like Butcher and Butcher and the Blade. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, they should be the top of the tag division. The fact that they're not really featured is kind of a travesty. Very much so, but and I know I know Butcher's pretty green, too. I think he's yeah. only been around a few years, and so I mean that might be a good place for them to go, and maybe they could, you know, kind of earn their stri- not really so much the blade, but like Butcher can kind of like earn his stripes there, and they can. I'd love to see them as our race tag team champs. Exactly. Well, and that's to me what would be fun about it is like get, especially with F- FTR kind of being over there is like let the blondes and Butcher and the Blade and all these guys yeah. work with FTR and get better. Yeah. Um, the Ass Boys, you know, all yeah. those guys like. To me, like that's one thing AEW's done so well is have such an amazing tag division mm-hmm. and all these like really fun teams, and I think that's that's a good thing for their future. Did you watch um? Did you watch the pay per view last weekend? I did. How'd you how'd you feel about it? I know we're not gonna we don't have like double or nothing. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, it, so all all I could think was big underscore Bane. If he's watching this, has got so much anxiety because of how many matches they had. It was way too long. It was long. I tapped out. I think uh, second to last match. It was too long. I think there was like 12 matches on the show. Yep. And here's the thing. Kenny Omega's hurt. Yep. Um, Cody Rhodes is gone. Yep. And Orange Cassidy wasn't even booked on the show. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. It's like they still had a lot of people they could have used. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, like they Hikaru Shida wasn't even booked. They yeah. had like four women's matches altogether. Yeah. And like a lot of their main women still weren't even used. So... Um, I thought it was a good show. It yeah. was long, though. I, I get that. I saw somebody saying, like, people complaining about how long the show is. They do it four times a year, so shut up. Like, yeah, we'll do more shows. Like, well, yeah. I mean, do more pay-per-view so you don't have to have a fucking 12-match card. Like, my God. It is long. I felt like it flowed pretty well, though. I don't feel like they, they made any match too particularly long. And they got in and out of the matches quickly. Yeah, there was a few matches I thought went on way too long. Uh, I there was a was it a six man tag I felt like dragged on or was it a triple threat tag? There was a triple threat tag with like Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I thought that match lasted too long. I remember. I remember. I really liked the finish. I thought it it, it was it, a good finish. It came together yeah. well. Um, there was a couple matches I was like, oh god, this is too long. Well, but at the same time, it's like you look at like they gave Anna Jay a title match on pay per view yeah. against Jade Cargill like that would have easily been a match they would have probably scrapped yep. if they would have cut the match card down. So, But then you think about that, like, okay, so you, you want to go from 12 matches down to eight. What Which four matches do you even cut? Yeah, I think that's a problem, too. It's like, okay, what matches don't happen now? Like, I guess you could have cut Darby and Kyle O'Reilly, but that was a hell of a good match. I would have cut, I would have cut the, um, there was a Young Bucks match in there, I thought. The Hardys. Yeah, I would have cut that match. Yeah, but that seemed like on paper. We're going to get to that in a second. That that should have been a good match. It just yeah. wasn't. Um, 
It just, um, and then there was a few matches that seemed kind of pointless to me. Maybe there were, I think the triple threat tag, I felt like that could have been cut. Mm-hmm. Um, was there an eight man tag too? There was a six man tag with house of black tag. and the death triangle. Yeah. And I know there was a big story behind that, mm-hmm. but I but probably would have, really it was though. a really good match, but I probably would have cut that. Um, I mean, cause realistically for me, like I would have started to be like, okay, we're not cutting any of the championships. Mm-hmm. And then I would have been like, okay, what's left? And then scrapped some of the ones that I felt like were lesser. Yeah. You know, I know there was, if there was four women's matches, I probably would have cut one of those. Um, I don't know which, which ones weren't the title matches, but. Well, well see, that's the thing. Is well, have, one of them was the Owen Hart Women's you have, Championship. You have two of the Owen Hart matches. Yep. Uh, you have the, no, yeah, one was the Owen Hart match for the Women's Owen Hart Cup. Then you had the TBS title, mm-hmm. the AEW title. Yep. And then there was that six-person intergender match they did with Ty Conti and Paige Van Zant. Yeah, I would have cut that shit. Yeah, I think that they wanted to get that on pay per view because it was her debut. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, Tony Khan brought up a good point. Somebody asked him in the media scrum. He goes, "Well, I could have done a you know Casino Battle Royal, but like it takes just as much time, mm-hmm. and it, it does get people on the card. But like his argument was, I would rather have seen a couple of extra matches." You know, then just do a, another meaningless battle royal type of thing. So it is too long. I I agree with you, but at the same time, it's like it didn't cost more to get it. So more bang for your buck, I guess. Yeah, but I've been complaining about their price for a while, though. Yeah, I mean that's why I don't get all of them. But it's I, I think fifty fifty dollars is too much to ask in this eco- economic climate. Oh, for sure, for a pay per view. Yeah, you know, it is a lot of money. I don't. I'm not disagreeing there, but. At the same time, like it's they only do four or five a year now, mm-hmm. so it's not as bad to me though. No, they're gonna they're gonna do one next month though, right? But I mean that's that's <laughs> that's the that's the newest one, right. the Forbidden Door. So, and yeah, I'm I'm assuming most people will probably get that too. Although I think you can actually get that on New Japan World as well. Can you? Yes, but I think it's in Japanese only. So ah, son of a bitch, so that's where they get you. Where they get you? Although um, Japanese commentary is pretty amazing, it is fun. It is fun, but it's hard to follow. It is. Um, WWE biography is returning in July. We got nine new of those biography uh, shows that we saw. I think it was the last year that those debuted. Was I don't the know. Year before, I didn't watch any of them. I don't think. Did you really not? I thought I, th- I swore you watched the Macho Man one. I might have. I don't know if I actually did or not. The Macho Man one was a huge like, like they really blasted him. I thought. I don't think I did watch it. Then. You didn't really because they interviewed like Gorgeous George and stuff. I don't think I watched it. Man, you should watch those. They were very good. But they did one on Ultimate Warrior, and actually, they actually brought up like his. Maybe I did watch those. Yeah, they I did. thought I watched the Dark Side of the Ring version. I don't, I don't remember the AEW eight, eight and E one. Well, they did eight last year. They announced they're doing nine this year. Mm-hmm. Um, one on Undertaker, which makes sense. But I'm like, after the last ride, I'm like, I feel like that was pretty well covered. Yeah. Doing one on Goldberg, which is, I don't know, I could kind of do without, but I get it. I mean, he is a big name. I think yeah. they're doing Edge, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, which I think will be very, very good. Kurt Angle? Yeah. Yeah. Lex Luger. They are doing a Lex Luger. They are doing a Lex Luger. So I think I think that's the reason why the Icons documentary never saw the light of day. Either they reformatted it to this or they scrapped it to do this or something. Damn. They're doing the Bella Twins, which is an interesting one. Okay. I don't know if anyone's like, ooh, that's a good one. I don't know. Like, it's kind of whatever. Yeah. They're doing DX, and then finally they're doing one on WrestleMania 1. 
Okay. Yeah, I probably won't watch hardly any of those. That surprises me. These, they did so good on those. On the, I mean, not all of them were great, but yeah, they did very good on most of them. I don't know. It just doesn't sound interesting to me. Really? Like the Lex Luger one kind of interests me yeah. because it's not. See, I've always been a mark for the wrestling documentaries, though. I've always enjoyed them. But I feel like a lot of them were, were to the point now where a lot of them, I feel like, are rehashing stories that I've already heard. Yeah. Undertaker is going to be, I'm going to be hearing the same shit that I heard in all of his other documentaries. Yeah. Um, and Goldberg, I don't give a fuck about any of his story. Sure, sure. Um, well, and that's Edge. They did they did a 24 on him about a year ago. Yeah. So that's kind of like, okay, well, we've seen that already. Right. Kurt Angle, I think. Kurt Angle might be interesting. They showed a clip where Vince was like, it's really painful when you see a guy dead set on hurting himself. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's interesting. Yeah. Lex Luger's, I think, will be. That will be a good one. Mind-blowingly good. Rey Mysterio, I'm not so sure on. I think he's got, a, obviously, a storied career. but and, and he's another one. That one might be interesting, too, because like I feel like there hasn't been a whole lot talked about with him. Yeah. And and what they they could which are, they probably won't but they could dive into the WCW area where he lost his mask you know yeah, they could yeah and so there's a lot they could dive into DX is kind of like okay whatever I don't but, give a shit about that uh, WrestleMania one is actually the one I'm most looking forward to because I feel like that's there's a lot to probably to unpack there and anytime they do a WrestleMania type documentary mm-hmm. they try to touch on everything so they give like maybe 15 minutes to WrestleMania one and so if they're going to dedicate two hours to it I feel like you're really going to dive into everything which is fun yeah. There's also a new a new series called Rivals that they're going to be putting on A and E, uh, where it's going to be like a, you know, several people type of talk show talking about the legendary rivals, and it's going to be I guess hosted by Freddie Prince Jr. Okay, and um, they're going to do episodes on like Stone Cold versus The Rock, and hmm. um, I'm trying to think of other ones like Hogan and Warrior maybe or Hogan and Andre something like that, and so they're going to try to have some of the guys that were involved in it you know, show up on the thing. So I don't know. Will the rock be there? It's hard to say, but yeah. I think that will be kind of fun too. I think it's, I guess um, with these new documentaries in a and I guess they signed a deal where over the next several years, they're going to produce 35 biographies altogether. Yeah. And uh, I had also heard a big reason Cody jumped back was to be a part of the dusty roads one. So, okay. So I'm wondering if I assume that would be here, but I guess they may be <clears throat> saving that for next year. Yeah. Maybe. Something. But, uh, you know, I know last year the Booker T one was fantastic because, mm-hmm. I mean, they really broke down his time in you know prison and how he got in trouble. I mean, there was a lot of stuff on there that I didn't know about. Yeah. Which I thought was super interesting. So, um, you know, I know they did the one on Ultimate Warrior. I was kind of shocked by because that was actually the one that aired side by side with Dark Side of the Ring almost. Yes. And a lot of us thought, oh, they're not going to talk about, you know, the racism and. A lot of the stuff that he was throwing out there in the mid two thousands, I think, kind of got swept under the rug. But they actually touched on it, which I was surprised. The A and E documentary did, yeah. Hmm. It's definitely worth checking out. But those will be coming up in July. Nice. Uh, Speaking of AEW signing a bunch of people, Roosh shows up, and he is uh, apparently teaming with Andrade in uh, AEW. I don't know who that is. So. I actually wrestled him in New Japan. Did you? Yes, a few years ago. He's, I think he's from like a CMLL. Okay. Mexican guy. He was in R- or ROH there for a minute. I think he was actually their world champion at one point. Okay. Very talented guy. Um, I don't know. It just it kind of comes on the heels of like Andrade's another guy. As busy as that card was, wasn't even on it. Yeah. You know? And it's, so it's like, good Lord. So um, Oh, that, that was the guy who came into his office. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that... 
That was on the pay-per-view, right? That was. was his little appearance. Yeah. Apparently, he's. I guess he signed. They never announced that he's all elite, so I don't know. Mm. Could he be a part of our... I don't know. I don't know what it is, but... Talent's a guy, but again, we kind of fall into that whole category of like, it seems like Tony Khan brings guys in, and then, uh, and then you know, they're seldom seen after. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, when, you, when you're a billionaire, you got money to play with, do what you want to do. Exactly. Who's hoarding talent now? <laughs> Jeff Hardy. We got to talk about this. So you saw the pay-per-view. Jeff Hardy did not look to me like he was in any condition to be competing. Yeah. What did you think when you were watching that? I just thought it was a bad match, which was interesting because I've I've never seen the Young Bucks have a bad match. Yeah. Um so it, it was just it was just weird. I've never so this is going to catch a lot of heat. I've never really thought like the Hardys were incredible in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um they just do a lot of cool shit. You know what I mean? Like I've always thought Matt was kind of like stiff looking to he, me. He he moves very weird. Yeah, and Jeff was just like chaotic. Mm-hmm. Is is it the only way I can think to explain it? I've just never really thought they were like great, uh, but they just they're their own thing. Uh, this match just felt off, even from that. Yeah, and so it just I I didn't really pin it on anybody. I just thought maybe they just didn't connect very well. Well, like. What got me is when like Jeff can't get his footing on the ropes mm-hmm. and he's like falling off and just he, he didn't look I don't want to say he was on drugs, but that's kind of what I thought initially. Yeah. Now they're saying I guess he was really beat up from a match he had with Darby Allen and so it yeah. could it be his age is catching up and he's not having enough time to recover. And maybe he's trying to like reestablish himself for an audience. Because I remember when he first shows up in AEW, he's doing like a balcony dive. Yeah. You know, I'm just like I mean, I feel like if anyone can rest a little bit on their laurels, it's Jeff Hardy. Yep. You've done enough. Like, yep. like you don't need to do anything too outlandishly crazy. Yep. I don't feel like. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, I mean, like Sting is another example. Like, this guy doesn't need to be jumping off balconies. Like, are you nuts? Like, no, I, w- I will say every time Sting has done that, though, they've been incredibly safe with him. They have. Yeah. But he's still 62. Right. Yes. I mean, something could go drastically wrong in that scenario. For sure. And so it's just, it's one of those things. Like, I think if Sting comes out, points the bat, hits a stinger splash, and maybe a scorpion death drop, mm-hmm. I'm pretty well okay with that. Absolutely. Don't need much else. Yeah. Jeff Hardy, obviously, his go to move is the Swanton, and that's. Which has got to be hard on the body, just. For sure. In it's itself. hard on the body. You know, it's just a brutal move. Yeah. And, um, you know, with them kind of almost being repackaged, like the classic, like, you know, Hardy Boy 2000s look. Yeah. I think it's cool. And I think having them do their own deals, like, oh, this is kind of fun. But seeing that match kind of really made me rethink a lot of it. And even in the beginning, like Jeff Hardy's out there clapping hands and he's like face to face with the Young Bucks at one point. It's like, why'd you do that? Like, it's like, he's not thinking clearly. That's the only thing I can think of. And that really makes me nervous. And I hope that that's not the case. Yeah. I don't know if he was just not with it or if he was hurt. I I don't know. Cause I don't know. Like, does AEW have concussion protocol? I would hope so, but I don't know if they do. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of speculation that Tony Khan's on Coke himself. So who knows if he even gives a shit? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if any of that's true, but like, I just, I, I hope that's not the case with him. I, I mean, it could be it could be one of those things where he was in so much pain that maybe he decided to take pills mm-hmm. to alleviate that. But like, I don't know. Um, it's just a 
it's just one of those things. Hope for the best. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to say about it. But yeah, I know that they announced him in a ten man tag for Dynamite, which is probably where he needs to be. Well, but then they they scrapped it. Okay. Announced an eight man tag, but then they like, oh, Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy are injured, so we're gonna do. Which Adam Cole didn't look injured to me. Yeah. But then we're gonna do a ten man tag and we're adding Darby Allen instead. Mm. Which I don't know if that's just their way of trying to save face. I'm not sure. Here's one thing I, I noticed. It was pretty well, like, I, I searched his name on Twitter, and I saw a lot of people kind of thinking the same thing. Like, this looks like Victory Road all over again. Like, he is in no shape to compete. Yeah. And that was the impression I got. That's what the impression a lot of other people got. But it's not really reported that way on the dirt sheets. It kind of makes me wonder if they're all paid to report correctly. You know, or not correctly, but what Tony wants him to report. Of course they are. Yeah. That's why they never say a bad thing about AEW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all on his payroll. Um, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I think honest to God, I think uh AEW just as this is just from an outsider's perspective who doesn't know shit about shit, I think AEW is a complete and utter shit show behind the scenes. Yeah. And I, I think uh I'm I'm kind of on board with the people that think Tony Khan's like Major Cokehead, I really do. I think he is, uh, and I, I think he—he he might be. I don't know. It, it just—it really feels that way every time he talks. We were talking about that uh, scathing promo he cut on Bischoff. Like that entire time, I was like, "My God!" Even you can even see on CM Punk's face, he's kind of like, "Oh shit!" You yeah. know, like, "Good lord!" It just—it every time he talks, it feels like he's on like hot. He's high, you know, and so it just. I don't know. So I feel like that place is kind of a shit show behind the scenes. It could be. I've heard nothing but positive things. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, obviously with MJF's situation, it's not positive. Right. Cody left for a reason. But MJF is also the only one that's really outspoken about it. Sure. You know, you know and I think a, a lot of times, I don't know. Like I remember Colt Cabana made a tweet one time about like, I, I hate following people from NXT because all their tweets are the same. And he put like hashtag blessed and I just popped huge because it was so true. Yeah. Because that's how everybody, like we were told to tweet like, not that, but you know, the same. Pretty much. The same stuff. Like. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Love my job. Love my life. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know. And so anyway, uh, I don't know. It's kind of, I hope for the best for Jeff Hardy. I hope he gets time to rest too. and recover and hopefully understands, you know, you're 44. Maybe let's slow down a little bit. If that's yeah. the issue, if he was just beat up. I, well, I, I, Honest to God, I think everybody in that company needs to slow it down a little bit mm-hmm. because there's a lot of shit that happens that it's like you're, that shit's going to come back to haunt you. Yeah. You know, and it's it's kind of scary. Like, I, I think of Darby a lot. Like, yeah. Oh, sure. Fucking 15, 20 years from now. Like, is that dude even going to be walking around like Cactus Jack? Yeah. Well, also, too, you wonder if that style is like why Sting's like, I got to do something crazy because probably, you know. Yeah, he's like, got to match the, the young boys. And it's like, I get it, but at the same time, you're fucking sting. You yeah. don't have to do shit if you don't want to. Right. Hit your greatest hits and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. No, I agree. So, yeah. I don't know, man. It's wild, but I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. So, I... I meant to talk about this last week, but I forgot. I want to touch on it now. Um, Zombie Sailor signed Mike Shaw to his line, which, as most of us know, is was the Bastion Booger. Yep. 
Uh, a lot of people don't probably don't know this. Well, most of the figure fans probably do. Uh, Bastion Booger was slated to be in the Orange Card series that never saw the light of day. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people know Zombie actually did release a Jeff Jarrett. Similarly, how he was going to look in that Orange Card series. And he showed off uh, the unpainted prototype of Bastion Booger. How beautiful is that? Yeah, it looks great. Well, what's funny about that is that figure is actually going to be an earthquake repaint. Really? Yeah, um, the original Hasbro one. They went out and kind of really made it look like Bastion Booger. Bastion Booger. And uh, he kind of called it Mike the Booger Shaw, which I think is beautiful. Fantastic. So, I mean, obviously there's copyright things and stuff like that there. But, I mean, you know, we've talked about, you know, last week we talked about Roadblock and all this stuff. And I know a lot of companies are doing this type of thing. But that's beautiful, man. Like, I... You know, as much as I say, and I, I stand by it, that they need to step away from Hasbro style, good on all these companies for getting individuals a payday. Well, because Mike Shaw passed away, so this goes to his estate, so his family's Even getting better. money. Yeah, I, th- I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for helping out, you know, wrestlers from the 90s who don't get any credit or wrestlers from the nineties family who don't get any credit. Well, and what here's what gets me about that is like, um, you know, Bastion Booger was a short lived character in that mm-hmm. era that a lot of us probably don't remember real well, but like Mattel's not making a figure. Of course so not. if WWE wants to go and like get in the way of that, I'm like, you know what? You're not doing anything with the guy. Right. Let's, let's get the guy a payday. I think, it or his family a payday. It's, it's the same reason why when, uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart stuff got taken down from Pro Wrestling Tees mm-hmm. because of WWE. And it's like, well, you're not, we don't see any Anvil merch on WWE shop. Right. Where's the Anvil stuff? Right. So, like, why can't he have a Pro Wrestling Tees? Like, mm-hmm. make some merch if you're going to get pissed off about it. Right. And so it's just, it's one of those things. I'm all for these guys getting a payday. No, I think, I think it's great. And I think it's, I know with a lot of what Zombie's doing, it's a lot of guys who, haven't had figures ever. Like I know Paul Roma was on yeah. there and he's never had and that's kind of crazy to think like the guy was in WWE. Mm-hmm. He was in WCW. Yeah. He's never had an action figure. I, granted he was like, you know, low end of the card for the most part, but, but he, was still. A, he was a horseman, you know. Yeah. Never had a figure. Like that's insane to me. That's so wild. I think uh so I know like Rush Collectibles is doing like, you know, Larry Zabisco and Roadblock and that's kind of not probably for everybody, but it's like hey there's never been a roadblock figure, so good on him for getting a payday for this. Absolutely. I think I think that stuff like that's cool. But they did put a thing out there, and I, I talked about this last week, that, like, what if we started making, like, the ECW OSFTM style figures? Yeah. And again, we said last week, I'm like, do it. Yes. I think that's a great idea. Yes. Do all kinds of different styles of figures. Get all the collectors involved. I think that's smart. I would like to see a company do a unique design. So something that's not been done before. Yes, you know, like uh, just even even if it's an exaggerated style, like similar to Hasbro, but just something different. Mm -hmm. I mean, like get something that's your own. You know, I think that would be fun too. See, and it's isn't weird though. A lot of companies, if they're not, if they're not like, like exactly like Mattel, they get mad because you want them in scale, and I get that, but like. You can easily do your own thing, yeah, and and it doesn't it doesn't have to be like I think of when I was a kid, I had LJNs fighting Ninja Turtles. They weren't on scale together. You didn't care. It was just what right. what you had. Right? It was just what you wanted to do. It was it was like the fun, the kind of fun you had. Like I mean, you just did shit as a kid, and so I think 
you know, uh, I mean, it shouldn't be any different just because we're an adult. You know what I mean? And if, if we're mad about being in scale, then like you also shouldn't be mad that, you know, people are taking stuff out of the box and playing with them. Well, what's funny though, is uh, if you think about, if you were to line up all the figures you had in your childhood, none of them would be in scale. Like, like you said, a Ninja Turtle, an LJN, maybe a Ghostbuster, Mm -hmm. Star Wars. None of them are all the same size. G.I. Joe. And now they all kind of would be. Yeah. It's not as fun, right? Right. There's well, something about the fact that they were all different. My favorite thing when I used to do the, do the wrestling shows as a kid would I would, is I would have, because I had the sting, was it the OSFTM that was the rubber? Mm-hmm. And then the lubes that were smaller. I had an OSFTM, so I had a regular sting, and I had like a, a mini sting, like the midget sting, you know, that I would use. That's what I would use. <laughs> yeah, mini sting. You're right. And so he'd be mini sting, and I had like a mini. Like going and dink. Right. I had a mini Scott Steiner, too. You know what I mean? So it's like I loved that stuff because it kind of added to the creativity of it all. Well, it became it's your own thing. Yes. Which I think is cool. And I think, like my nephew, I've seen him play with his wrestlers, and he has this like little grocery store play set, mm-hmm. and he uses the microphone on that to announce them. Fantastic. And I think that's what is missing, right? I yeah. mean, like people are going to play how they want to play. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really cool. So, you know, I think I'm, I'm excited that there's, cause I saw Chella just announced they're making Mo today from men on a mission. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. So I assume Mabel's coming. Yeah. I mean, most likely, but it's just, it's again, it's one of those things it's like, wow, we've never had a, I don't think we've ever had a Mo figure. I don't think we have either. He might've had a classic superstars, but I don't recall. Yeah. But again, like that's cool, you know, like checking off people that we've never had before. That's really yeah, fun. Absolutely. So, you know, I know everyone's kind of doing the same thing, but it's cool that we're getting different stuff. Yes. So uh, hopefully, like you said, more people, I, I think more people diving into the ECW thing would be fun. I think even for sure people doing like the toy biz WCW style would be fun. I'd even be cool with the throwback galoobs, you know what I mean? Like the little yeah. smaller figures. I'm sure that would be cheaper too. It would have to be. There's no articulation. <laughs> right. You know, like, it would have to be cheaper. like little mini statues. Well, I always kind of thought about, man, like, it would have been so cool if they would have made, like, a Galoob Rick Rude. Because yeah. he was there in that era, you know, like, yeah. short hair Rick. and They probably put his arms behind his head again. Or, yeah. no, or no, he had him on his hips, didn't he? Yeah. But, I mean, something like that. Right. Like, with, like, the crazy airbrush tights or yeah. stunning Steve. I mean, there's a lot of the, that that would have been really fun in that era. Cactus Jack, Vader. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, um, that they never were able to do. So I, I always thought that that would be fun. Oh yeah, I don't know if that'll be something they do, but I, I agree. I think more people should do different stuff. Yeah, because there's fandoms for different things. Actually, the majors are doing the bendums. I don't know if you've seen those at all. I haven't, so I haven't seen them, but I didn't know they were doing that. I, didn't, I mean, that's cool. They're not really for me, but like, I think that's a cool idea. Well, I, they just announced the. I think series three right now is like uh, Johnny Gargano, Colt Cabana, Gangrel, and Effie. You know. Okay. That guy. That's so, cool. Yeah. And so like series one was like most of those guys. And they did a, a my world series with like two Jeff Jarrett's and a Conrad. I'm like, That's kind of fun. Nice. And then series two is like Nick Gage, Adam bomb, Brian Pillman and Dan Housen. Okay. So to me, it's like, they're kind of doing what zombies doing, but, but with bendums, yeah. which again, it's a different, I wasn't a huge bendums fan, but it's cool that they're doing different stuff. Now, if they start doing maximum sweat, we got a problem. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, don't don't do that shit, guys. But yeah. you know, Bendems, that's that's cool. Yeah, I think it's fun. So, oh well, tournament time. Big underscore Bane in the tournament you created to piss everybody off. That's what I do? I just was taking a peek at it a second ago. 
So, of course, this is uh, the third match in the first round. We had the Eternals versus the Avengers Age of Ultron. Which one is worse? This was a landslide. Eternals wins 88%. I figured. Yeah. Figured that Not really happen. shocking. So, uh, the Eternals will move on to the semifinals. Pull up our tournament bracket here. That means now Captain Marvel, Iron Man 2, and the Eternals have all moved on to the semifinals. In our last match of the first round will be Thor the Dark World versus the Black Widow. So this is another one where I haven't seen Black Widow. So I I feel like I can't say for sure. But I'm going to go with Thor the Dark World. I am too. Strictly because Black Widow was kind of in the mix when the story was already developed a little bit. And I feel like Thor was a little bit before everything. Mm-hmm. So it probably didn't make as much sense as Black Widow does. Well, Black Widow was interesting because it came out after Endgame. Yep. When we actually saw what happened to her. So it's kind of like a prequel of sorts. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, it's not really necessary. Right. But it also set up, you know, more future stories in the MCU and stuff, which is kind of what they do. But it, I don't think it's a bad movie. Yeah, a lot of people are like, eh, I wasn't very good. Like, I rewatched, uh, I rewatched that and Shang Chi recently. Shang Chi was pretty good. I was thought. it actually? Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, eh. Second time, I'm like, that's actually a pretty damn good movie. Like, have, you, have you watched Moon Knight at all? I haven't seen that one yet. I don't think I've finished it, but it was, it's not bad. It's pretty I've, interesting. I've heard mixed reviews on it, yeah. so um, it's interesting. Yeah, I do need to watch it. I don't log on to Disney Plus much. I'll yeah. be honest. I should, but I don't. I log on there, but I never end up watching anything. I usually log on to just see what's if there's anything new. Right. I've been watching the uh, the Obi Wan show. Any good? It's a really good show. It's a really good show. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I haven't watched any of the Star Wars shows. Yeah, dude. You're to me, those are better, way better than the Marvel shows. Yeah, uh, I'm just not a bit. I'm I'm trying. I've tried to watch all the Star Wars stuff, and it's just hard for me to get through. Yeah. I'll be honest, because I haven't seen any of it. So I was trying to watch the originals, and I'm like, Ugh. the original movies. Yeah. Have you? Did how did you start? Did you start chronologically, or did I you started start in order of release date? So I started with okay. episode four. Okay, so yeah, it does go out of order then. Um, I I because I went through because it's episode one, two, and three, and then four, five, and six, but yeah. then seven, eight, nine. But they're the four, five, and six were released first, right? And so, which to be fair, I mean, they think they didn't know they were going to make a one, two, three when they made four, five, and six. Sure. But seventies um, and the late nineties. Right. So, but I, I think if you were, if you were to watch it, like in order, it might make more sense to you. And it might be a little bit more interesting. Like as far as like watching one, two, three first. Um, but there are some points in one, two and three that are kind of hard to watch. And I've heard episode one's not that great. It's okay. Yeah. It's just like, there's a cool bad guy in there, but it's not like, I don't know. There's just, the whole it it's such a slow build to yeah. what the whole trilogy is about. It's one of those things. I feel like Star Wars has such a an eclectic fan base because you have so many people that are so passionate. But like, I don't hear a ton of like, my God, that was the best movie ever. It's always kind of like, yeah, could have been better. It's do pe- people in in the Star Wars fandom are worse than WWE fans. Oh, I'm sure. Like. All, they will watch it religiously, but all they do is bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Like they, there's never anything good. Like right now, there's this whole thing about this new character in the Obi Wan Kenobi series, and they're all bitching about it. Now there's this huge race debate in that, and it's like, oh, oh good lord, just watch the damn show, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
but it's. I think them doing series like that is kind of fun because I know they've done. They did the Mandalorian, and they did another one like. Uh, Mandalorian was great. The uh, Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba. That, that show was phenomenal. Loved that show. Mandalorian was great. The season. Uh, I mean that that gave us Baby Yoda. You know what yeah. I mean? The child. Sasha Banks was in that too, wasn't she? She was in the second season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, she she didn't have a lot of lines, but I really liked her in that. Yeah. I, I dug it. I hope hopefully she comes back. I think it's cool, though. I mean, it's smart on Disney's part to get both these franchises kind of like Marvel oh, yeah. and, and Star Wars kind of getting their own things. You and, know, and then you get great. You get stuff like The Simpsons and who can like just merge them all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. do their own little spoofs on everything. Absolutely. I, I think shit like that's awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's really, really fun. And now I know um, Marvel has or Disney Plus has all the Marvel Netflix shows up. Yep. Which that was a big thing because I guess initially Disney Plus was like nothing R rated. But then they kind of loosened that up. Yeah, and so now I've I've heard a new season of Daredevils officially announced. Yeah, which I'm like, wow, that's kind of fun. Yeah, you know? and Super I don't cool. a lot of those other shows don't really do much for me. Punisher was fun, but I feel like that that show could be done, and I'd be okay with it though. Yeah, like that I, that show doesn't need to keep going. Yeah, yeah, but Daredevil coming back is kind of cool. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I think it's cool what they're doing. It's again, I don't feel the same as for the shows as I do the movies. Yeah. It just I I don't. I would like to see a Luke Luke Cage come back though. I actually that would really, be fun. I really liked that show too. Yeah, I thought and I thought Mike Coulter was great. Yeah. So I, if that show came back, uh, Daredevil, I'd be I'd be okay with it. Don't need Jessica Jones. Don't need Iron Fist either. No, don't need Iron Fist. Uh, definitely don't need the Defenders. It's weird. I think that's when I lost interest because I thought that was going to be so good. And and it, it just wasn't. sucked. A big big problem I have with those is they dragged big yes. time. Way too many episodes for the story they were telling. I felt like I do feel the. The Marvel Disney Plus shows are that way too, where it's one long story as opposed to an episodic story with like there's no there's no villain of the week. And and if it's a thirty minute show, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But when it when it's like the story is an hour long each week, it's like okay. It, so like I remember thinking it with Falcon and Winter Soldier because I was like, oh, I like I want to watch that. It felt like a six hour movie. Yeah. It didn't feel like a for Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? And it's just like <laughs> that's just too long, and yeah. so. I don't know. It's it's weird. I maybe they'd be better off just doing movies on there. Yeah, and as opposed to series, just just it's, an opinion. It's basically what you're watching. You yeah, know? it's just a long. It's a Snyder cut. Yeah, it's a long movie. Yeah. But anyway, uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bates Power Hour. Of course, give a shout out to some of our podcasting buddies like Jeff and Scott over at the Wrestle uh, Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Check them out. Yep. In fact, they were just on uh, this week's episode of the TV Toy Cast. We're talking starting lineups. Did you ever have those as a kid? Yes, the baseball figures, right? Well, yeah, all sports, but they start out as baseball. Those yeah. are hugely popular. I think I've actually still got a couple of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. Interestingly enough, a lot of people thought they were going to be hugely valuable. Not so much. Um, but they are making a comeback. I don't know if you know that. I did not. So people are wondering, are they going to be what they were, or are they going to be something totally different? I don't know. They, I feel like something like that, they, they need to keep, at least have... A line of the starting lineups that yeah. are nostalgic like that. Yeah, a lot. Of, what's funny is that it was actually brought up. Like, remember in Home Alone, that's what he shoots. Yeah, uh, in the, off the laundry chute. Mm-hmm. I, I totally forgot about that. I was like, oh yeah, that was starting lineups. Oh yeah. And of course, Scott has a side project: drunk wrestling history. Yep. Also, doing the favor with Eric and Barry, dropping watch alongs and sports podcasts, all kinds of. I'm sure they would be under the starting lineups figures. Oh yeah. I haven't talked to Eric about that. I'm sure he likes them though. Oh yeah. Uh, check them out. Uh, check out uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast with Steve and Eric. Mm-hmm. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. And the Marbles with Soda and Ethan talking all things NASCAR. Oh, yeah. 
Boot to the face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his guys talking all kinds of different pop culture. Uh, the Trivia with Buds podcast with our pal Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf and his epic, amazing chop shop. Wolf's actually getting over the COVID. So shout out to him. Hope he feels better soon. Did he have COVID? He did. Damn. Yeah, yeah he just put better. it on put it on Facebook today that it's you know, he's officially like not testing positive anymore, which is good, good you know, good, because good. That sucks. Yeah. You know. COVID's a bitch. Yes, it is. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. And of course, Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast. And then we also have other podcasts. You know, it's Fake Right with me every Monday with a special guest. This week I had my buddy Alex Warren on, who actually used to train at Compound. Nice. And he was recently on The Weakest Link. Nice. Yeah. And okay. he, he got all the way up to the, to, the, to the last guy, but then lost it all. Damn. So he, he got called The Weakest Link on that, didn't he? Well, if he lost. Well, I mean, everybody's kind of the weakest link until the winner. Yeah. But, yeah. That just, would, wouldn't that suck to that, get all the way to the end and lose? But that would sting hearing that. You know, like, you're the weakest link. I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> you absolute bitch. What's funny is, um, so, the, you know, you've seen the game before, right? Oh, yeah. You go through and you, you bank your money and stuff. Well, the final round is five questions, head-to-head. Best score wins. Yeah. The guy he's going, because Alex was the strongest link, so he gets to pick who goes first. Mm-hmm. I think he picked the other guy to go first. That guy, one of his questions that he missed, he missed what company developed the Xbox. Oh my God! How I think he, I think he said that? I think he said Sony or Apple or something. An idiot. I mean, like, isn't that like and he won? He won. God. I mean, Alex, the questions he missed, I didn't know either, and it's been a while since I've watched it. It's funny because I was telling him on the show, I like that show. It's on Peacock. I just yeah. I've always enjoyed The Weakest Link. And I'm watching, all of a sudden, he's on there, and I'm like, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. But, yeah, it, it's weird the the different knowledge people have, you know. Oh, yeah. It's how, like, that would be an easy question for us. But this guy who was a total nerd had yeah. no idea. I'm just like, I think, I thought everybody knew Microsoft did the Xbox, but uh, why not? Yeah, I mean, not not everybody knows games. Yeah, that's crazy, though. Yeah. Uh, also, No Holds Barred with Bill Benus. You can check out all the uh, back catalog, but uh, you still seem, you know, chipper because there's no Bill Benus in your life. Yeah, you know, I haven't heard from Billy B in a while. And, uh, Is that your nickname for him? Oh, yeah, that's, that's what everybody calls him now. Really? Billy B. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I guess I don't call him that. Yeah, You should. I'm Billy, not, I'm not going B. to. You don't want to call him Billy B? Nope, don't want to call him anything. Big old Billy B. Call him to punch him right in the face. Terrible nickname. It is. <laughs> um, but you can check the back catalog out or wherever you get your podcast. And the TB Toycast every Thursday. We are taking a little bit of a break with that, um, as I announced this week on the starting lineups episode. But we got like 50-something episodes you can enjoy until we uh, until we make our return. Um, Bane's music you can find on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Mm-hmm. And I know you're working on some stuff. And I know you've, you've kind of put it out there. Like this is going to be kind of like your exit from rap. Yep. And your entrance to this new style of music that you're doing. Yep. And I have all the songs recorded now. So now it's a matter of mixing. Uh, That's your favorite part, right? Yeah. The absolute worst part. Do um, you use like a cake beater to mix it? You do not. You do not <laughs> use that. <laughs> that would be useless in this scenario. Uh, but yeah, it take it. That's the longest part process because it's it's one of those things where you think you have it done and then you you know you you, give you it, don't yeah it's a it's a it's a nightmare so once i get that done i'll, I'll give everybody a heads up on on a release date awesome 
Uh, you can get uh, some beard balm, beard oil at Outsiders Beard Co. You can mm-hmm. make that beard look nice, make it smell nice, and all that good stuff. Yep. And then all of our t-shirts can be found at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and Watermaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, TV Toycast, or any of our podcasting buddies. Check out their shirt stores as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho! Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.